Welcome to the New American Weekly. I'm Kate Daly. This show is not like any other talk show. This weekly wrap-up cuts right through to the truth about our world, our country, and the propaganda. It's not about the right or the left. It's about the truth. We need to question everything. Let's do this. So glad to be with you. Uh, New American Weekly, I'm Kate Daly. And let me just tell you, we got a lot of headlines to cover, so we better get going, right? Had a wrap up this week. Um, Let me just say this, uh, the news about Henry Kissinger. Um, Obviously not unexpected. (laughs) I mean, you're almost, you know, you're 100 years old, so I don't know that it would be unexpected at this point. But I do find it kind of interesting. You have a lot of these, these guys that are still running the world and running around the world. And he was just in China three months ago. And even at his age, uh, tiny little Henry Kissinger, what was he like? 3.2 feet? I don't know. Anyway, seems like he shrunk every year. Um, But, you know, it was interesting. I read a piece where it was, you know, he worked under two presidents and therefore, um, you know, did all these things. Read another piece where it said, you know, he was responsible for millions of people's deaths. And, of course, this isn't really a right-left issue. It's a basically uh, who was Henry Kissinger issue, okay? Henry Kissinger was at the heart of all the presidencies, um, going clear back to Kennedy. And if you realize Henry Kissinger's role, this is a really interesting piece of history that a lot of people don't understand, is that... You had the Kennedy assassination, and that was a very, very bold exercise of who was actually running things. When I say that, I mean, yes, I do have a lot of questions about the assassination of Kennedy. And most people in America at this point, over 70 percent of Americans in the last poll, do question the events and do not believe the narrative of the assassination of Kennedy. Henry Kissinger was in that administration, and there was all of these underpinnings of who he was and who he really worked for. And a lot of people still call him the little Nazi. And of course, you know, coming from that part of the country um, at the time uh, with his very distinct villainous accent. um, Yes. uh, Very, very steeped and entrenched into, I think more of the Nazi attitude than anything else. But this was a person who had a stranglehold on our government and What I find kind of disparaging about the whole thing is when Nixon, when he was secretary of state under Nixon. So this is, you know, really going into around, you know, in that same 10 year time period. What's kind of fascinating about it is, is that people don't realize that Nixon, was he really president? It reminds me of George Bush and Dick Cheney. Okay. And I'm a conservative through and through, but I'll tell you, I'm not a big fan of George Bush or his father, George Sr. Um, not a big fan. And at the time, Dick Cheney was really running the country, wasn't he? Um, um, and Bush, not so much. Bush was the face of the presidency, but really the decisions and calling the shots was up to Dick Cheney. This was a lot of how what was happening under Nixon. Nixon was kind of out on the outskirts while Kissinger was hiring everybody. They were all beholden to Kissinger and Kissinger was calling the shots. Henry Kissinger was really running that administration, but nobody really realized that because Nixon was at, you know, he was the face. Well, 
There was a lot going on. We had the church committee hearings. We had um, Operation Chaos at the time. We had a lot of things that were that were in a sense going on at the time. And Watergate was a cover up. Watergate was the CIA breaking into the Democrat headquarters, but then pinning it on Nixon. And Nixon was the fall guy because stuff like this was going on all the time. And I think that's what probably surprised Nixon the most is this kind of stuff's going on. Why am I being framed in such a public way for this occurring, for this happening? It was a very, very strange event because it was something that was pretty much understood at the time, right? A lot of clandestine things. And why would he want to record himself (laughs) (laughs) and make it possible so those recordings came to light. I mean, nothing about the Watergate uh, incident um, really rang true. None none of it actually made any sense. If you really look at it, there's no real common sense to it, okay? And all of a sudden in the church uh, committee hearings and so forth and in all of the so-called investigations that were coming out, all of a sudden you had the CIA front and center. And the CIA was really, this was really the moment, if you will, okay? If you really want to know what was going on at the time, it was Kissinger and the CIA doing a full takeover of America. And it was kind of the showing of that. It was the warning of that, if you will. Do you guys remember when um, when they took out the heart attack gun, right? And it was Frank Church and John Tower, and they were holding the heart attack gun. And the the church committee was named after Senator Church. He lost his reelection campaign, of course. All of a sudden, Hoover dies of a heart attack in his sleep. Um, he's not that old. And all of a sudden, he has a quick demise. Hoover, not a great character, okay, in this whole thing. But at the time, if you remember, Nixon wasn't the biggest fan of Vietnam War, okay? He wasn't the biggest fan. He was kind of looking for peace with China and peace with with Russia, but in the underpinnings of what was going on with who was really running the country, uh, Kissinger was making all these liaisons with China underneath it all and really selling our country out. And so when he was doing this, um, you didn't want, you didn't want to do what, what Nixon wanted to do. And war is a big deal, isn't it? War makes a lot of cash war is where the profit was. That's why we've been in never ending war, even since the inception of the U- of the UN, where they were declaring peace for all mankind through the UN. We haven't had any peace. We've had perpetual war. And Nixon was kind of uh, getting to the point where they were really kind of questioning Vietnam and questioning our role there as we should have. But Questioning all the reasons behind war. Well, you didn't do that. They needed somebody gung-ho. They needed somebody that was okay with what the CIA was doing, and that was basically running the country. Kissinger would then hire the people that were in charge. And after after uh, Kissinger's appointment as Secretary of State, and of course, the winning of the Nobel Peace Prize, which was ridiculous. It was anything but that. Um, Kissinger was then in the background from then on, um, really controlling a lot of the interests of foreign policy. People that were running for office had to get their nod from Kissinger. I remember even, even recently Romney having to meet with Kissinger. Everybody had to meet with Kissinger. Why is that? Right. Why was, why was Kissinger such a pivotal person in politics, even up until three months ago when he was visiting China? 
So obviously still a big player in the game. And what was funny was the press was like, oh, yes, he's busy. He's meeting um, G for the first time. And I, I started laughing when I read that. I thought, you've got to be kidding me. This is a guy who set up the ties to China through the Trilateral Commission. So at the time, Kissinger was really running things, kind of like the Dick Cheney under Bush, really, really running things, wanting perpetual war to happen, coordinating all these events that were taking place behind the scenes. Nobody really understood that Kissinger was really running the presidency at the time, framing Nixon. Now, Nixon had gone after Alger Hiss. And uh, that was a no-no. Alger Hiss was a communist and Alger Hiss was kind of a, a favorite among many of the people actually running the country. So, Kiss, so, so really the public humiliation of Watergate was kind of payback for that in, in some ways. And then also it was a way to make sure that things were, things were going on, things were happening, but they were happening under Kissinger, but a lot of people just didn't realize when they took out that heart attack gun in the church hearings, they didn't have to do that. There was a reason they did that. They were showing everybody in Congress, everybody in the Senate, and everyone around the world who was in charge. Kissinger was the one that made that possible. Kissinger was one doing all these liaisons with the deep state to run things. And Kissinger made sure that the CIA kept its power. What was the one thing Kennedy was against? He was against the CIA co-opting the power of the presidency. One of the reasons he was killed, right? And so then there's Kissinger making sure then and the CIA making sure that everyone knew who was in control. That's how crazy that, that part of our history is that nobody really understands. It was a public humiliation and it was a big show to say, this is who is in charge now. And the presidency is just the face of who we think it is in America, but now we know who's running things. Right back on the New American Weekly. Don't go anywhere. Back here with you. Make sure and get over to Birch Gold. Um, those are the guys I trust. Uh, Ron Paul trusts them. Steve Bannon trusts them. I'm telling you, these are the guys. And I waited a long time in radio before I ever talked about who I trust in in uh, in gold and silver, but it's Birch Gold. They have a stellar reputation, and they also will help you to make sure that everything is backed by gold. We back our computers up, but we don't even back up our assets. Why is that? <laughs> so make sure that you at least get the information. Birch Gold, 9899. 9898. So all you're going to do is text that those six digits. That's the phone number 989898. Text my name, Kate. And when you do that, you're just going to get some free information. It's free. Make sure that you get that because switching over to gold and silver um, and switching over to gold backed assets, it can be free to you. I know it could be totally free. And then you've got that peace of mind. And also they're giving free silver eagles when you do that for every $5,000 in those accounts that goes over free silver. That's amazing. Take advantage of it until December 22nd. Um, also, get over to the New American. I love the New American. They do the best reporting I've ever seen. And that takes a lot for me to say that because I don't back news programs. But I'll tell you what, the or news websites, but the New American, phenomenal reporting. And I, it's tough to find, you know, that's just accurate reporting. It's amazing. The NewAmerican.com. Subscribe to that. Um my best advice. <laughs> anyway, so back here on the New American Weekly with you, we had the, uh, besides Kissinger News, so Kissinger News, um, basically there's enough 
um, youngsters like Trudeau and Ardine and all these different people that are running the different countries in the world right now um, that are World Economic Forum graduates that it's time for Kissinger to finally bid farewell, isn't it? Because they've got this whole new generation of these world um, globalists that are now running things. And it's so evident because they're always on the same accord. They're always of the same mindset. And you'll see a lot of these people filtered into right-left politics, right and left politics in America. Nikki Haley, for one, is a WEF graduate. That means that she's closely tied with Klaus Schwab. Klaus Schwab runs the World Economic Forum, and this is the think tank and also the organization that spits out your global leaders. And so this is why they're always winning. They're always the ones that, that, that get nailed down as the country leaders. It's a big deal. And so you always have to look at the candidates that are running and how closely they're associated with Klaus Schwab and how closely they're associated with the, I can't talk today, closely associated with the World Economic Forum, okay? Tells you a lot about who they're aligned with and who they get marching orders from. That's really important. It was funny, uh, Kissinger was actually in a in a sound clip and he said um, that he would pick up the phone and sometimes he didn't want to have to give orders. I know, he actually said that. He didn't want to have to give orders. I can't do a Nazi voice. If I could, I'd make it sound really villainous. <laughs> but when I give my orders, I, 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 my finger trembles sometimes, but I have to give the orders. And I'm thinking, you're admitting this. Like, you call people up and give them orders from the deep state. So pathetic. In fact, when he was talking about that, he was, in, he was uh, introducing Hillary, his chummy little best gal pal. I know. Hillary Clinton, Ugh, this whole club, this whole villainous club of deep staters. You know, they're not even really the people that run the country. They're, the people that run the world are the people that no one ever talks about. The people that don't make the Forbes list because they're far beyond the Forbes list, right? They're far beyond the Bill Gates fortune or the Soros fortune. They're actually the ones that really run the world are the names you don't hear. And the people that we get to see are really the people that do their bidding, Really, um, they're the ones that that uh, are giving the orders from the orders they're given, if that makes sense. OK, so in today's in, in this, I should say in this week's news, we had the, the the wheel of fear, the wheel of fear this week. And it was all about this mysterious, myst, mysterious, I can't talk to you, mysterious China virus for kids of pneumonia. I. Pneumonia is no mystery. I don't know if anyone caught that, but um, pretty much we've, we've always had that. And um, I'm not going to go with the Captain Obvious, but hello, uh, we've already had this. And here's the deal. They were telling people to mask up and social distance. <laughs> Let me say two things about that. Number one, do any of you really miss the directional arrows at the mini mart or the Walmart? I don't think so, because it never solved anything. It was absolutely ridiculous. Ridiculous, but people followed it. And the other thing is this. These are the same symptoms over and over and over again. Okay. What's fascinating about it is they can actually call it a mystery. <laughs> There's no mystery here. It's just pneumonia and we're in winter. So I'm not quite sure there's a mystery to unveil. But here is also this 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 funny little fact that most people aren't covering this week. Okay. Number one, they say that. 
and this is exactly what happened under the whole COVID pretense, was that it went from China, remember, to Italy and Europe, and then it came over to America. Here's a funny tidbit no one mentions. When you have people that go from China over to Europe to visit Europe, do you know how many that is? It's about 180,000 people a year from China to Europe. They're way more fascinated with the United States. So they come over here to the tune of about 3 million a year, okay, to visit. They're also buying uh, properties right and left on the coasts, okay? They're buying them up. Why? Because China, people in China can use their money without a lot of uh, fines or stipulations on real estate in America. And they're buying up these homes on the, on the, in the coast, the, right, uh, the California coast and the obvious uh, East Coast, okay? So if you wonder who's buying those homes because people are getting out of California in droves, it's because of the Chinese, right? They're buying up a lot of, a lot of housing. So that in of itself could be an entire segment of the show today. But, but what's interesting is, is that how does something go from China in, in the way of an illness or virus? And now for the second time, we're told the, the mystery illness, okay? How does that happen when, you, when the odds are against it? You have 100 and, and about 80,000 people that visit from China to Europe. Yet, and, and we have 3 million that come over here. So how in the world for the second time are the people going from China to make people in Europe sick? Does that make any sense to anybody? I just have to bring this up because it's kind of ludicrous if you think about it. Even in a numbers game, it doesn't make any sense. Um, That's because it's a lie. (laughs) So there is a huge lie going on. We're still back at the same 98 symptoms. When you have something like COVID, what they called covid and you have the shots that were actually starting to produce, be produced in 2019 when they still called it a mystery in 2020 and hadn't even yet named it, but they had the cure for it. Doesn't make any sense. When you have something from China go over to Europe first so that we could see the numbers. Remember uh, 2020 COVID numbers? They said Europe was spiking. They said Europe was all about, oh my gosh, this mystery, it's killing everybody in Italy. Well, I looked up the numbers personally for influenza and um, in Europe before they named the mysterious COVID-19, not until March of 2020. And what I noticed was the numbers didn't change at all. I know you're going to say what? No, the numbers didn't honestly change. There was something very, very strange going on in that the numbers were kind of silent. So we were told all this stuff was happening over in China. I mean, over in Europe, not so much, not so much. I'll be right back on the New American Weekly with Kate Daly. Don't go anywhere. Hey, America, how tired are you of mainstream corporate media's biased narratives and manipulated news? Their dishonesty and attempts to influence this generation have been exposed, put on display for anyone who's even half paying attention. But the New American Magazine has been an honest source of news and commentary for over 50 years. This is your opportunity to receive the stalwart of principled journalism at a deep discount. Picture a beautifully published magazine arriving at your doorstep twice a month, packed with insightful stories written with integrity. It's also available digitally on the New American's mobile app, 
Get up to speed with intelligent coverage from a freedom perspective. Right now, for a limited time, The New American is available to radio listeners at a 25% discount on a new subscription. Visit thenewamerican.com slash radio25 and receive 25% off. Subscribe today at thenewamerican.com slash radio25. Welcome back. Make sure and get over to Balance of Nature. If you want to stay healthy, you know, you probably have a whole drawer full of lots of pills, lots of <laughs> lots of supplements like I do. I get, I get, you know, obviously I get products from all over the country, right? And so I can tell you, I'm the guinea pig. I can tell you the ones that work and the ones that, that don't work. And Balance of Nature actually works. I know, I know it does. My family won't be without it. After five years of taking it, I can tell you it's improved my immune system. And that's really why you want to take something, right? We all should be taking a food supplement. Go to balanceofnature.com, put in the code Kate. You'll get 35% off, free shipping, 100% guarantee. So you don't have anything to lose. You don't like it, ship it back. I don't care. But you know what? In about 10 days, you'll start to feel a difference. You'll sleep better. Your skin and hair and nails will be better. And also, can you imagine what's going on on the outside going on on the inside? It actually helps your immune system with 31 fruits and vegetables a day. It's really great for food storage, too, because it keeps. So you would order extra and keep it on your shelf. Uh, Balanceofnature.com. But you got to put in the code Kate, my first name, and you'll get that savings. And you'll also get free shipping and they'll ship it out immediately. Balance of Nature. It's the only one. It's amazing food supplement. Okay. Um, And also we make sure and hit the new American, too. You know, I really like and value good reporting. And I, I, I like education because we're not getting educated and informed enough. You know, a lot of, you'll notice a lot of people in talk radio focus on federal. And what I like about the new American and what I, there's, there's particular hosts throughout the country. There's only a few, um, few of us that talk about city and local and try how to solve the problem in a local way, what you can do, and to be very, very aware of Agenda 2030 and all these things that are happening in all, the, in all of our communities. The only way we save America is through our counties now because the Fed is pretty much gone. I don't know that you're going to reform it. I don't know that you can go into the swamp and reform it. But a lot of people in talk radio, we seem to be focused on federal issues as if it can be fixed federally. I disagree. I had a great uh, talk with um, Paul Allen from Ancestry.com, and he has a website called citizenportal.ai. And I know when I hear the words AI, I get a little nervous to tell you the truth, a little trepidatious about AI. But just like the Internet, it can be used for good and it can be used for evil, just like anything, right? Yes, there's a lot of surveillance attached with AI. There's a lot of um, learning, adaptive learning for robots that is associated with AI. But this tool, citizenportal.ai, is a tool where you can go put in something like in the search bar, you can say uh, property abuse, okay? Property rights abuses or Agenda 2030. And you can learn all over the country what's going on. So you can actually click on your state. It'll show hotbeds where everybody's talking about things. And then all of a sudden, it'll kind of, you can go into your county and you can see what meetings are coming up, what county meetings, how to help your local community, because this is where we truly save America. If you save America in 3,000 plus counties, pretty much doesn't that take up the entire land base? (laughs) Yep. So this is the way to do it. Okay. 
So if you save your county and you focus on your county because they have to do stuff right in front of your eyeballs, okay, you, you can hold them accountable because they live around you, okay? That's the difference. Your county commissioners, your mayors, okay, which are pretty horrific all over the country. In my neck of the woods in southern Utah, very, very, very nefarious, doing all kinds of nefarious lying and scamming and all kinds of stuff. And so this is where you hold people accountable, even if you have a conservative state. In my conservative state, they actually passed something in May that said, um, basically, they can quarantine you for any reason they can think of. Now, this was done by our own Republican base. Yeah, because we've been a conservative state for years and years and years. So you can't ever let that fool you. You have to be able to hold feet to the fire. Quarantine for any reason? Quarantine without even a reason at all? Yep, it's on the books since May. So I am going to guess that when these things happen, they happen in waves. So what happens is, is around the country, you'll have about 20 different states passing the same kinds of nefarious laws at the same time. And this is how they cover the country, through counties, through states. Now, states' rights, we have a lot of beholden governors. That's a problem because the governors are beholden through the Governor's Association, which should have never been. Um, to the President Dingaling, okay? I call him President Dingaling. He's an installed president, obviously, and he can't utter a sentence, okay? So he's the face of the country while we have people behind him actually running the country. And they're very good and very crafty at maneuvering, okay? Maneuvering these laws, so 20 states at a time, like the changing of the flag. They have a movement in the last six years to change all the flags in America, to these dingling flags, these flags that are like a four-year-old could draw, okay? So like for Nebraska, there's a picture of a corn stalk. I mean, they took off, what they're doing is they're taking off the state seal and they are removing that and then putting some cartoonish four-year-old drawing on every state to depict the state. My state got a bee, okay, um, as in an insect, okay? Ridiculous, asinine, but here's the deal though. It's not just about that. It's about going after our American flag eventually. And most people don't realize that. What was the other reason they're doing it? Because the people weren't calling for the state flags to be changed. The people um, never uttered a word about it. But then the legislators of these different states came out and said, well, we want to change it. The reason they changed it is so they could take off the seal and now you can manipulate all the state flags so I, you can put a rainbow on them. You can, you know, put all the stuff on them because before you couldn't do anything to a, a state seal. But once the state seal was removed and these cartoonish drawings attached to all these state flags, then you could manipulate the state flag into whatever cause you wanted or political statement. See, so once you had the state seal removed, it was open game. And I eventually think they're going to go after the American flag. So it was way more than just arguing over drawings and depictions of states. It was more about opening it up to manipulation and opening it up to get it to be so cartoonish that you can definitely go after the national flag at that point once all 50 states are done. So that's how they manipulate things. So a citizen portal.ai is a good thing. It shows people the meetings. It shows people legislation. You could even put in the flag removal, all kinds of different search terms and find out what you need to find out. Here's, the, here's one problem, though. It doesn't educate people yet 
into why you need to be there and how to fix it and what to say at the meetings because the politicians make everything look pretty slick, okay? The politicians can describe why they need a gazillion dollars to spend on a, on a project that they want to do. Is the project constitutional? Is it the proper role of government? No. So a lot of Americans buy into a lot of socialistic behavior from representation all the way down to local in every community in America. But they don't know the proper role of government or how to stop it. And so what happens is, is people can be very aware of meetings, and I think it's a wonderful thing, but now we need truth in radio, truth in TV, truth in these mediums that have been completely co-opted. The press was completely co-opted by 1972. Mainstream media was completely co-opted, okay? Um, From 49 to to 72, they installed a lot of editors and, and journalists and everything that worked for agencies in the government. So, so the education of America just went so far downhill that Americans don't know the proper role of government for the most part. They don't know where it's off. They can feel it. You know that you're local legislators or your state legislators or your governor are kind of hijacking things and they're creating these huge budgets, even in conservative states, but you don't know why or how it's wrong. And this is where education, my friends, comes in. This is where we need to do the most work. And I encourage citizens, because this is where we're going to save America, our counties and with the citizens. It's never going to be with the politicians, okay? But this is where we really need to spend a lot of time and money and different things like that is because we need to then put money into media. We need to start putting money into ads that play in radio, ads that play in the media, shows like this, where the New American Weekly puts out a weekly show for you and describes these kinds of things. This is where we save America, folks. This is where the action happens. This is where we do it. This is how we actually save this country that we love so dearly is in education. Education can really pay off if we're doing something active about it. Be right back on the New American Weekly with Kate Daly. Welcome back to the New American Weekly. I'm Kate Daly, your host. I'm so glad to be with you and do this little wrap up for the week. And and let me just tell you, there's so much in the news to cover. It's kind of hard to pick. Um, because news is coming at a rapid pace. When I started in uh, radio almost, well, geez, 13 years ago, I'll, I'll tell you, sometimes we struggled for what to talk about, content, things like that. It's not that way anymore at all. <laughs> in fact, I usually have 50 screens up, and I'm not joking, um, 25 to 50 screens up daily to sort of uh, figure out which stories and then nailing that and kind of looking at that and narrowing that down to what I'm going to talk about. That's how crazy it's exploded into things that are going wrong, things that are more or less hijacked from us. And it's a, it's, it's a, it's a terrible thing, but let me tell you what, I have a lot of hope. And at Christmas time this year, This is a really special time of year where people want to give and they want to um, be part of hope and they want to know that they're doing something to contribute. And all of us have something to contribute. 
And there is a lot of hope out there. And I really always hope that we walk away going, okay, there are things I can do. There are talents that I have. There are, <laughs> there's a special place for what I bring to the table, even if it's something simple. And sometimes these, these acts of kindness, just straight up kindness to people, not the leftist kind of kindness. That's like a kind of the be quiet and don't say anything about what's going on. But I'm talking about true kindness. Um, there's a lot of people out there that want to give. And I know that foundations like the Carnegie Foundation, like all these different foundations have been so hijacked in what they actually do. So be very, very careful about who you give to. Um, and, and I know people are, people are so great. <laughs> They're so great. In this really giving time, just be really careful and understand and know what you're giving to. Is it an NGO? Is it a non, non-governmental agency that's actually a governmental agency? Which is really the truth. It's just the opposite of what a non-governmental agency is. Um, or are a lot of the um, administrators getting a salary or, you know, that type of thing. Make sure when you're giving, you're giving to an organization that actually is, is turning out truth or it's educating or it's really helping people. And I know there's a lot of goodness out there. And I know that, um, that I think there's a lot of people very interested in, in saving this country and helping each other. And, you know, long before government came into existence, we helped each other. We went to the churches, we went to the nonprofits, but we, we helped each other. Okay. The organizations, but, but mostly it was neighbor helping neighbor. So just look around you for people to help. I'm sure you'll find somebody that really could use a little, a little something, right? A little something, which is nice. And I, I really applaud that. And, and in the middle of all this grim news coming out and you've got a lot of stuff about the COVID shots, you've got the New Zealand whistleblower exposing the COVID database, you've got Pfizer suing Poland for bailing on the shots, you've got all this stuff going on, the WHO, the WHO calling for more masking. The only way they win at all uh, the stuff that they do is if we buy into it as a people, as if we do the masking up. Did you know by masking up, you're breathing in all your own toxins? We were never meant to live in a mask. So it actually brings on more harm. And I've been saying this since day one in 2020. Don't do it. Don't buy into their footprint patterns on the ground, the directional arrows that are just, I'm sorry, but they're so juvenile and ridiculous. Um, They don't do anything. And, you know, it goes back to contagion. I don't know that most people realize this, but contagion, I'll give you kind of a hint because I've done huge exploratory research on this. Back in the early 1900s, we didn't have much on contagion because it wasn't a thing. Now, I want you to think back in your own life. How many times were somebody in your family, was somebody in your family ill and you you were not ill? You were around them, but you didn't get ill. Okay. Your kids, your spouse whatever the case may be, people at work, okay? Not everybody ends up sick. The reason we end up sick is because our immune system is down. That's why. Not because um, you're getting it from somebody else. It's almost, it's pretty much impossible to do that. The reason they sold contagion was because they had to sell the new meaning of what a virus was. And it was the Rockefellers, actually, in the early 1900s that coined the virus. Now, why did they do that? 
when they coined the word the virus, okay, what virus was, it was because they couldn't find any other um, uh, alternative description or explanation for what was a bacteria. So let me say this again. So they found bacteria, but what they said was, well, we didn't really know what it was, so we just named it virus, and all of a sudden we said it was contagious. So back in like the early 1900s, in, in 1918, you'll see people in masks, because that was the first time they really started pushing masking. But the doctors at that time were really vocal, and they came out and they said, I'm sorry, there's no reason we should be masking. The only reason we wear these masks is so that when we're over an open cavity during surgery, nothing falls into what we're doing surgery on. Okay, that's the reason we wear the mask. And you'll recognize throughout the years that most doctors, when you went in because your child was sick, they weren't wearing a mask. So how did they get away with not getting sick all the time? Ask yourself that. You went into lots of doctor's offices. I mean, I know with my kids, it was doctor doctor's offices or Instacares. Why doesn't all the staff get ill if they're around all of this? And so, and we have this so-called contagion all the time. Contagion was the Trojan horse. It was the Trojan horse for the new uh, virus explanation. And even when you go back, and I did, I studied all the records, when I went back in time and I looked at um, Simon, the one that, uh, for the Rockefellers who documented all of this, Simon Flexner, he worked for the Rockefellers, um, he even said and admitted that he had no explanation for what it was, he just kind of took it out of the blue and named it virus. And basically, it was from then on, virus and contagion. Do you know what it was the Trojan horse for? public health. We would have never had public health if we didn't have contagion and virus because it gave them meaning. It gave them an opportunity to then come in, take half the duties away from the doctors. The country doctors were the ones that did preventative care and they did they did the doctoring, right? Well, at that time, they started the new medical schools and the new medical schools started kicking out all of the more homeopathic doctors and homeopathic schools, started kicking them to the curb and they had to be AMA approved. And that was all through the Rockefellers. And so basically public health came up at that point and said, we have a job and our job now is contagion. Our job now is we're going to make, it was control is really what it was about. It was about offering them a piece of the medical pie and saying that now they have a place in the public by saying everybody has to do what we say because everyone's going to get this new mysterious whatever it was and public health has to now control the public. Up until that point, how in the world did we exist or get here if all of our ancestors, everything was contagious and we all got everything? We didn't for a reason. Think about it. It never made any common sense. So knowing that that was the Trojan horse for control with public health and that it created a duty for them that they took away from the doctors and they gave to public health. Okay. And then public health is the reason that everybody was shut down so effectively in 2020 and 2021. Remember the signs on the doors? We are closed because of public health. We, public health told us to shut our doors. Public health told us you had to have a shot. Public health told us you had to wear a mask inside our store. Everything was blamed on public health. 
Interesting, right? And a lot of the old-time public health people were actually booted out of their roles. Then they'd been there like 20 years, like in my state. And the new young operative that worked for CDC came in and co-opted the role. That's how that worked. Listen, there's a lot more to what I'm saying, but I did a lot of research on this because I was so perplexed by it. I was so perplexed by how did public health get so much control? Public health is kind of a socialistic idea, is it not? Everything for the good, everything for the public good. And when I started looking back at, at the real records of things, I started realizing how much was pinned on contagion in the early 1900s. Folks, we would have never made it as a civilization if everything was contagious. <laughs> we just would have never made it. But we never talk about that because, pub, because when, you, when you talk about public health, it's almost like it's so sacred. Nobody can ever talk about it in a nefarious way. But it was all about control. And that's why when they come out with all of this stuff and these new emerging variants and these new emerging whatever they're going to come up with next, think about how you made it here and think about the fact that you've been around a lot of family members and those family members did not make you sick. So then contagion really couldn't be the contagion that everybody thinks. I'm Kate Daly with the New American Weekly, and of course, go to thenewamerican.com. Sign up, register, and get get that news. You're going to love it. Thanks, you guys. Till next week. If Americans want to remain a free and sovereign nation, more people need to understand the principles and values that built America. At the John Birch Society, we have the organization, the plan, and the resources to do just that. Our founder, Robert Welch, said, Education is our total strategy and truth our only weapon. Go to jbs.org to learn more, including how you can get involved to work locally and impact nationally. Join us at jbs.org.